Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. My name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. This week, I spoke with the lovely Lauren White Murphy, who developed an amazing ability to paint after receiving a diagnosis of MS a few short weeks before her 30th birthday. During the course of Monday's conversation, I made reference to savant skills, which I promised to talk about in this booster shot. So here goes. Essentially, savant is a word used to describe someone who has detailed knowledge in a specialised field like science or literature. In general parlance, a savant is a person of learning. The word comes from the French verb savoir, which means to know. Savant, when paired with the word syndrome, takes on a slightly different meaning in that the savant skill doesn't arise as a consequence of the traditional type of study that we would associate with this kind of knowledge that comes from learning. Savant syndrome can be either congenital or acquired. Congenital savant syndrome describes a condition where individuals with intellectual disabilities or autistic disorder have some incredible ability that emerges in childhood. Now, this is often described as an island of genius that stands in marked contrast to their overall abilities. So, for example, the real life inspiration for the fictional character played by Dustin Hoffman in the 1988 movie Rain Man has actually memorised over 6,000 books. He has encyclopedic knowledge of geography, music, history, literature, sports and so much more. He can name all of the US area codes and major city postcodes or zip codes as they're called in the US and he can tell you precisely how to get from one US city to another and how to get around that city street by street. He reads incredibly rapidly. Simultaneously scanning one page with his left eye and one with his right eye. Now, MRI scans now show that he has considerable damage to his nervous system. Most notably is the absence of what's referred to as a corpus callosum. And basically, that's a part of our brain that is full of connections, white matter, that allow your left side of your brain talk and communicate to the right side of your brain. So he has none whatsoever. So that actually obviously explains how he can actually read one page with one side of his brain and the other at the same time with the other side of his brain. But anyway, yeah, I mean, 
people with Savant syndrome have oh some incredible abilities. I remember seeing a documentary once, I think it was, of a young boy who had this incredible capacity to draw entire cities or buildings, literally to replicate them in the tiniest detail after only looking at them once. They are really just incredible abilities. And obviously, in people with intellectual disabilities or autism, they stand out because of the individual's other abilities. In the acquired form of Savant syndrome, astonishing new abilities, typically in music, art or maths, appear unexpectedly following a head injury or a stroke or other disease or incident involving the brain or the central nervous system. Well, the central nervous system includes the brain. Now, the first specific description of Savant syndrome, although people with Savant syndrome have been described as far back as the 18th century. The first specific description of Savant syndrome was given in an 1887 lecture in London by Dr. J. Langdon Down. He's the British physician best known for his description of the genetic condition we now know as Down syndrome. During the lecture, Down presented 10 cases of individuals with special abilities and phenomenal memory that are very similar to cases that are described and reported today. For example, there was the patient who could recite the rise and fall of the Roman Empire verbatim, forwards and backwards. The other cases include children who had exceptional drawing skills, musical ability, arithmetical genius or time keeping skills. They could tell time or keep time without reference to a watch or a clock or any other device. And now I'm going to quote, (laughs) they have these skills despite having a comparative blank in all the other faculties of the mind. Now that's Down's words, not mine. But Down coined the term idiot savant, with idiot at the time being an accepted classification of an individual with an IQ below 25. To put that in context, an average IQ tends to fall between 90 and 109. Actually, aside from the pejorative nature of the word idiot, the term idiot savant was actually inaccurate since all cases occur in individuals with IQs higher than 40. Later, the term autistic savant came into use and replaced idiot savant, but that has since been replaced by savant syndrome for two reasons. Mainly, we have a shift to use person first language. So instead of referring to someone by their disability, like an autistic savant, we now refer to the person first. So a person living with savant syndrome or a person with savant syndrome. And this really is, um, you know, because a person is much more than their condition, their disorder or their disease. So that I personally, I feel, has been a very positive move forward. And the second reason is for accuracy, because in actuality, only 50 percent of people with Savant syndrome have autistic disorder. The remaining 50% are formed from people who have developmental disabilities, intellectual disabilities or other injury or disease affecting the central nervous system. So therefore, that means that not all autistic people have savant syndrome and not all people with savant syndrome have autistic disorder. In fact, it's thought that about one in 10 individuals with autism may have some sort of special savant scale. 
Researchers have described how the savant skill can actually evolve, moving from replication to improvisation and actually on to creation. So many people with savant syndrome have an incredible capacity for literal replication of things that they see or that they hear. For example, Leslie Lemke, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, he was able to play back Tchaikovsky's first piano concerto flawlessly at the age of 14, having heard it for the first time as a theme song to a television movie. From there, Leslie moved over time from this literal replication, which he can still do, to improvisation. So it seems that he kind of became bored with just reproducing what he heard and started to improvise around it. And actually, apparently in more recent years, he has moved now to the creation of entirely new songs that he composes, plays and sings. And this particular pattern of replication to improvisation to creation has been demonstrated in other musical savants. There was one case reported whereby a savant lost her special skills when she was trained in other skills. But that seems to be the exception rather than the rule, according to people who carry out detailed research in this area. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Area. So, few other interesting facts about savant syndrome. Males outnumber females in both savant syndrome and autism. I think in the syndrome it's about six to one, in autism it's about four to one. The reason that males outnumber females are not known for sure. One hypothesis put forward is that in males, particularly in the male fetus, the testosterone that's circulating can reach very high levels and can impair the brain cell functioning in the left hemisphere. And that can actually lead to an enlargement and shift in the dominance between the left and right hemisphere, favouring skills that are associated with the right hemisphere. You know, it's so funny that given all the things that humans can do, it is really interesting that savant skills generally fall under five categories. Music, art, maths, mechanical or spatial skills and this kind of thing called calendar calculating, which is a bit of a mad one, but it's people able to say what day, date, etc. it was in such and such a year, um, etc. The music skills generally are related to performance, so most often piano ability, but also perfect pitch. Less often, but it does occur in composition and also an ability to play 
multiple instruments. Art, the skill is usually drawing, painting or sculpting. Um, in maths, this thing called lightning calculation. So it's an incredible ability to calculate, for example, how many seconds have passed in a man's life who is aged 77 days and 12 minutes. You know, there's one individual can do that within 90 seconds and produce the correct answer adjusted for leap years, etc. Like it's just phenomenal stuff. So that's lightning calculation, but also ability to compute things like prime numbers. And in these instances, it is in the absence of often very basic arithmetic skills, barely being able to count, let alone do anything complex mathematically. And yet they can do these incredible calculations. The next area then would be mechanical or spatial skills. So mechanical skills. So some of the individuals with Savant syndrome, they can actually measure distance precisely without any instruments and they can construct models of structures with absolute accuracy. They also, their spatial skills, they actually have the capacity to make maps and they're really brilliant at finding their direction. Savant syndrome also, the skills have been sort of classified along a dimension, I suppose, with splinter skills being described as an obsessive preoccupation or memorization, often related to music or trivia or things like license place numbers or maps or facts or even obscure things like the sounds that particular washing machines make. The next type that has been described in terms of savant skills are talented. So people who maybe have a cognitive impairment or intellectual disability whose musical, artistic or other skills stand in sharp contrast to their other abilities. And then there's prodigious, which is where this special skill is so outstanding that it would be spectacular even in an individual who doesn't have impairment. And according to the records, there's really only about 100 known to have that kind of special skill. And these special skills always appear to be accompanied by remarkable memory. And sometimes this memory is distinguished from the kind of memory that you and I have, which is semantic memory, you know, remembering facts that for some reason, whatever's going on in the brain is it's more like a habit rather than the kind of memory that you and I would ordinarily consider or tap into when we're trying to remember dates or places or quotes from a book or whatever. Briefly then talking about the acquired savant skills, they appear in what would be described as neurotypical individuals following some sort of incident involving their brain, an injury or a disease. And that can happen any time across the lifespan. And we've seen that. I think I mentioned it in Monday's podcast. We've seen savant-like abilities emerge in previously healthy older adults who actually go on to develop frontotemporal dementia. And there's also been fascinating reports of what is referred to as sudden savant syndrome. So this is where an ordinary Joe Bloggs or Joanna Bloggs suddenly have a spontaneous epiphany-like moment where they suddenly understand music or art or maths. Essentially, they suddenly become geniuses. So they're kind of distinct from the acquired savant syndrome because they don't appear to have any injury. Maybe it's just that our tools our neuroscience and imaging tools aren't refined enough to demonstrate or to find some underlying change. But for now, they're kind of described as sudden savant syndrome. And gosh, 
there are some incredible stories. I'm going to just give you a little taster and I'll share a link to a Scientific American article that actually talks about some of these cases in more detail. So, for example, there's the case of MF. Now, she's described as a 43-year-old woman that she just woke up one night in 2016, which what she referred to as this urgent need to draw a multitude of triangles. And I suppose this is why chatting to Lauren on Monday in the episode, why it sparked me to think of these savant syndromes, because I had read an interview with Lauren where she described just this urgent desire to go down and buy some art materials and start drawing and painting. But this woman, she had this mad desire to draw a multitude of triangles and they quickly evolved into a web of complex abstract designs and this drawing was actually compulsive and she kind of said she continued to do it over the next three days at a really intense level. She'd absolutely no training in art or no prior interest in it. I mean she could just completely lose herself in this art and her first piece of work I believe took two weeks to complete and Three months after her epiphany, she had created 15 pieces whose styles were reminiscent of famous artists, including Frida Kahlo and Picasso. And now she actually spends about eight hours a day working on her art in addition to her job as a real estate agent. There's some other interesting cases on that Scientific American article. I'll share it in the show notes and also in the blog. The reason that these stories of individuals with savant syndrome interest me as I suppose well because I'm fascinated by the human brain but a lot of what we know about the human brain has come from what we have learned when things go wrong so when people have disease or when they've had a brain injury we've learned when they lose certain capabilities that's because the knife went through x part of their brain and severed the area you know damaged the area involved in that particular area this is kind of in a way the reverse people having these exceptional abilities and skills. And I suppose what excites me and why I will always keep an eye on this kind of research is I wonder, do we all have this innate genius lying dormant? And if we do research in this area, can we find ways to unleash these incredible abilities without brain injury or disease or other form of damage, you know, perhaps can we find a way in so that we can release the genius that lies within our brains. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Super Brain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming Booster Shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad-free over on patreon.com forward slash superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 